So my new goal going forward with crushes is to like, obviously not, well, maybe straight up, but like when it gets to a point where I feel like I have like more than just a little like flirtation crush on them, is to just... A listener production. This podcast is being recorded on Gadigal land. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of this country and elders past, present. We extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us today. I was going to sing, but I'm not going to today. Hi, everyone. (laughs) I actually thought of my walk this morning. Don't start it off by singing. I thought, don't do that to them again. Every week. I don't know what's happened to me. You guys give me false confidence from Mr. Higgins stuff. I don't mind it. I'll do it with you. Even mum, even mum the other day, I was singing in the car with her. And she goes, your voice is getting better. And I go, mum, mum, the Grammys are soon. Watch out. Congrats on your actor, Abby. Oh, yeah. Nomination. 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 Look, I'm sure I won't win, but it's really exciting because three neurodivergent women are up in the same category. So it's me, Chloe Hayden, and Emery Shiano are all up for, what is it, favourite media personality. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. yeah. Last year I won, it was different categories last year. Last year I won favourite TV personality. Um, but I've actually been thinking about it and, oh, wait, okay, when this is released, we'll know if I won or not. Oh. By the way, Sophie Monk, who's on there, she's she's got ADHD. Oh, and Sophie. Yeah, four. Yeah. Four. Okay, so four. And then Zara and Michelle, not that I know of, and then Jimmy. I mean, it's all women except for Jimmy Reese, but, you know, if Jimmy wins, <laughs> sorry, Jimmy, there'll be a riot. <laughs> sorry, Jimmy. And it's by no fault of his own. You know what I mean? It's popular vote. Like, it isn't like it's like a committee. But um, uh, what was I fucking – see, ADHD girl. I took my medication late today. Um, oh, yeah, I was actually thinking in the shower this morning. And this is, again, we will know by now. Let's insert here if I won. Sorry, you didn't get it, Abby. Oh, damn um. it. <laughs> better, better luck next time. Better luck next time. Well, here's the, here's the issue that I'm Robbed. having is I've won two awards in my time. Well, three, but one that wasn't like an acceptance speech. I've won two awards that would require an acceptance speech. One of them was the actor last year and I was away. I had a holiday booked, so didn't go to the actors and didn't think I would win. Thought I thought I was getting pranked when I was told, oh, you really should go. Like I, I was like, you guys I just want me there because you want me to like promote Channel 10 or something. But it actually wasn't a prank. It was reality. And then the second time was the podcast award host of the year and I was in the Blue Mountains. So again, holidaying, <laughs> busy girl, had things on. But th- what I've freaked, what I've actually started to panic about in the shower this morning, I was like, okay, if I win though, I have to do an acceptance speech and I think I would just rather not. Do like, an exception. What would you do? Just go, thank you. And I think then- I'd just be like, hey guys, um, I know you're all bored of these, of these speeches, so um, just look on my Instagram later and then walk <laughs> off. Because like no one wants to hear them in the room, like really. Yeah, I agree. Like, oh, thanks everyone, the vote of mix, popular vote, obviously, love you chookies. But like, so wanky, you know what I mean? It's like, I've not won an Oscar. Like, sorry, sorry actors, sorry actors. But it's like, it's like exciting, very exciting, love. Like so thrilled last year, but it's like, an earnest speech, I feel like, feels dramatic for me, especially as mm. my personality. Like, it feels very like. But you say something funny, I would imagine. But like, then it won't land in that room with the actors. Uh, they like they literally actors. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I think in the logies, <laughs> it might land. In the actors, I don't know who they. I don't know who's in that room. Yeah, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But it, like, but if you feel genuinely like you really would be excited, is there anything wrong in just saying how you actually feel, as opposed to feeling like you have to say? 
what other people feel like you're going to say. You know what I mean? Just be authentic. Okay. My therapist. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I think no, I will be genuinely I mean? like, excited, but I feel like to. it's embarrassing to be excited. I feel like it's like everyone's like, loser, loser. Or you, you think that little shiny silver trophy makes you worth something? Loser, loser. I know. I, I just. <laughs> <laughs> but fuck, it's good to win, isn't it? You it's know, great like to when win. You do. But it if is, I, and, and is this tall poppy syndrome type thing? Maybe. Like, I also just feel like, I don't know, I, maybe it is just a thing of like, I feel like people would want me to be funny and I feel like it's better to just say nothing. When you'll say nothing at all. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Ronan Keating yeah. told me you say it best when you say nothing at all. The <laughs> smile on your face lets me you know that you need me. Truth in your eyes. Um, but yeah, look, actors of this weekend. Um, I'm also nervous about my outfit because it's, it's slaying, but I'm like, it's very different to what I usually wear. I think I'm going to feel very anxious, but look, at the end of the day, what I have to remind myself of, and what I want to remind all of you of is that literally no one cares about you. No one cares what you wear. (laughs) No one cares what you say. No one cares if you win. No one cares if you lose. And just because no one cares. No one thinks about it. No one's going, oh, like, unless it's good, no one's really thinking about it. That is the acceptance speech. Oh, yeah. No one cares about this. (laughs) And I'm glad no one cares. That would slay, actually. That would do so well. Like, if you just walked in and she's like, no one cares about what you think. Yeah. No one cares about. Oh, that's actually fun. I should do that. If I I win, I'll go, just a reminder to everyone literally, no one cares. (laughs) Anyone who's nervous about winning, no one has thought about this. Even and you know, you know so what? Good. It's that like when I used to go it, out when I was like twenty, and I would like put so much time and effort into what outfit I was wearing, and then I get somewhere and I go, no one gave a fuck. Yeah, I didn't care about anyone else's <laughs> outfit. No one cared about mine. It's very freeing thinking no one actually cares about you, and not in a sad way. Just like I'm not thinking unless someone says unless it's an amazing outfit. I'm going, where's that from? And I go buy it. But like I'm not sitting there going, wow, they shouldn't have worn black with beige. Yeah. Who the fuck? Unless you're a cunt, and if you're thinking that, you're a cunt. Anyway, so <laughs> now guys, I was prepared today. Ish, not really. I got into the room and I said, give me a pen, lamb. And so, I did have it. Here's, yeah, and Lem was the one who's prepared. This is why, hot tip, if you have ADHD, work with everyone who doesn't have ADHD, unless they're Oscar. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but, okay, so obviously, when is it? It's, it's the 4th of Feb, so New Year's has started. Um, I've been away until the last week of January, so really, Lem and I were saying it kind of feels like this is the first episode back of the year, even though I had one two weeks ago. It's sort of like four out by now, but for me, Chooks... I'm feeling like it's it's the start of the year. So I want to talk about news resolutions because I <laughs> it's February it's February like 17th by now. I'm going, I want to I, I have the, I have the, also me, new concept, guys. I want to chat about something that no one else has spoken about. Their New Year's resolutions. Like <laughs> the no, ins and outs. Ins and outs for 2024. <laughs> um no, but here's my thing. Okay, so obviously last year I was so burnt out. I think I still am. I'm still like having anxiety before I have to do any work of any kind. Not in like a, oh, I hate my work way. In just like a, oh God, like a lot of pressure. I've got too much on my plate. And it's literally like go and sit on a chair and talk to Lemon Oscar for an hour. It's like, I'm like, oh my God, like what am I going to do? Like, so I had a spiral when I was away that my career was ending. I'm an ugly loser freak. No one likes me. Um, uh, you were going f- through a breakup and you were alone. Yeah, being alone isn't good for me, turns out. Um, well, being alone is good for me if I'm in Sydney because I do things during the day. Being alone, I have nothing to do. Not good for an ADHD chook. But um, 
I've decided this this year, guys, and this sounds so wanky, but this year <laughs> I'm gonna practice gratitude. And where that's and thank you. And where that's where that's beginning is by being grateful that I don't have to do radio. Um, now, nothing against people that do radio. Nothing against doing radio. As we all know, I quit last year and it was the best decision of my life. Love you, Today FM. Illy for the opportunity, but fuck me. That was too much work. So every day I literally get up and if I'm stressed, I say to myself, at least you don't have radio today. At least you don't have to go in and think of, sorry, guys. And again, I still work for the network. So just before anyone, like, listen, if you can do radio, it's more like, fuck, that's impressive. Like Jimmy and I can do that every day for this many years. Or Carl and Jackie, I go, holy, Mitch Cheery, I'm going, holy fuck. But like, I don't want to wake up and be looking around and like hoping that someone fucks up my coffee order so I can think of a 131060, what did you get wrong today? Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. or yeah. like, like, I don't want to be doing that. And whenever I see people do that, upload things to their radio shows, I think... It literally feels like I've just graduated year 12 and I'm looking at the year 11s doing their sports day. And I'm going, <laughs> I'm going, oh, you're almost out. You're almost out of it. Because it's like really, it's re- like, it's really made me so much happier. And I feel like after I quit, I was really stressed too because I had all these things to catch up on. Then I got the kidney infection and I was in hospital and I was sick and I'm finally healthy and in Sydney, um, just walking the dogs every day. And I'm trying to be like way more present and like, breathing and being like, wow, I'm so grateful for the day today. And like being, maybe that's a bit Byron actually of me to be thinking like, wow, I love this. And I'm also trying to not overload myself with work because I feel like that really fucked me last year. And I think I'm also trying to be like, I feel like this is a thing that no one really talks about publicly who's in this industry, but I'm going to, okay. I'm going to be brave. Is that blue tack on your thigh? It's toothpaste. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's fucked? I actually, I actually dropped my shorts in the sink when I was getting ready, and there was blue toothpaste all over them. Oh, okay. So I had to quickly wash them and dry them while I did my makeup. Fifteen minutes. They, <laughs> were, they were still wet when I got in the Uber. I've derailed that, but yeah, look, your manager actually has been telling me like, have you been saying no to things? Like quite a few things. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So th- I'm gonna talk about something that people, just everyone in my industry talks about, and I feel like influencers talk about it a lot. And that is the fear of the TikTokers. I'm so scared of those cunts. They actually, like, I'm so fearful that they will take all my jobs at all times. Like, they are terrifying to me um, in every way. And I fe- and everyone's talking about it, but no one say it publicly because admitting weakness, everyone will jump on it. Like, everyone will be like, yeah, and you are good at TikTok. And you're like, okay, I literally feel like I'm 45 I don't know how to use, I don't know how to use Google Maps. Like, I'm like, I don't know what to do here. I also really, honestly, down to my core, can't be bothered. With TikTok. Oh, I just can't be bothered. I just, sometimes I think, should I make content today or should I go for a walk? And I go, go for a walk, Chook. Go for a walk, you know, have a little bit of water. Go for a walk, make yourself a sandwich and don't make TikToks. But I feel like it's just this like, I just feel this like imminent fear. And I think all freelance, if you're a photographer, if you're like a small business, if you're like whatever, when things are going good, you can't be joyous because people are always telling you that things are going to go bad at some point. So 
the fear of the TikTokers is like overwhelming. I was talking to my friend about it the other day. We were just like, could we make content all day, every day? Yeah. But do I want to have a full-time job of thinking things might flop and being in that mean environment of TikTok all the time? No. I don't know how the fuck these bitches do it. Like they actually, like I think TikTok is the hardest social media platform to do because you have to be consistent. You have to upload things all the time. And I just think it gives me anxiety about like people taking my jobs and having no work anymore because at the end of the day, the industry has changed from, like music as well, has changed from being like, oh, like, you're a host and you are a good host like Denya or someone, you know what I mean, or Osha. So now it's like, oh, they just want to get eyeballs on screens. They just want to get people to download Binge or Netflix or whatever and pay for subscriptions. So therefore it's just down to the biggest social media platform. Not saying people don't have skills, just saying like if it's if it's neck and neck, like that's going to be the person they choose. And it's really fucking scary. So, like, what's the difference between what? Because you obviously put um, TikToks up. Like, what constitutes as like a TikToker, someone who just does that as a full time thing? What sort of stuff are they posting? Like, how does it sort of differ? I feel like they're doing consistent content with a theme, whereas I'm just kind of using it as when my stories are a bit too much. I go, oh, I better put it on TikTok. Got a thought? I'll put it on TikTok or like random things. Like, I feel like TikTok, I'm more responsive rather than proactive, and I just feel like. It's really, I don't know. I don't even know what my thoughts are on this, but I just think that it's really like scary. So my New Year's resolution from that is stop being fearful of the TikTokers because they're not scary. They're more scared of you than you are of them. And they're like, they're like a python, you know? It's just like, a, I feel like everyone's thinking at the moment. I feel like in January, all freelancers are just like freak the fuck out. Like we're all just like crazy and awful to be around because we're all just like my friends who are photographers, dancers, singers, like even like, yeah, like small business owners, like everyone is just like, holy fuck, the cost of living is so crazy. Like I'm literally, I'm being a tight ass and practicing <laughs> gratitude. Those are my two things for this year. <laughs> like I am, I am literally not spending any money. No, I'm not going to buy any new clothes. I'm being eco-warrior queen. I'm being a tight ass. I'm practicing gratitude. I'm trying to be calm and I'm trying to not worry because also if everything did go to shit tomorrow, like, you know, I'm very lucky. I'd be okay. It's just, it's just a bit hard. I know. I just feel like I'm just very like in a chaotic spiral mode recently. I don't know what it is. Maybe because I was in a relationship and then. It's and not that, your focus anymore, potentially. Yeah. I had heaps of time with that person, but I also, also, sorry for talking about it again, everyone. People were like, oh, what well, you're too in a relationship. I'm like, none of you cunts knew about it. Like it wasn't two weeks long. Um, anyway, don't talk about that, but. I think I just was like also so used to feeling like I got used to feeling like I have like someone with me, like a partner, like a backup person to like go off. And now I'm like completely alone again, but that's really fun. Um, but speaking of being alone, I'm now in my single era. Okay. And my <laughs> Sorry, I'm a single guy here, obviously. So okay. I'm, I'm all yeah. for it. Yeah. Lem's going, you poor things. <laughs> no, no. I still think relationships are fucking difficult and they can be like, quite a fucking thing to maintain sometimes so yeah. no I'm not like you guys have your perks as well is all I'm saying yeah we do have our perks don't we we get to if you um, don't have kids as well you have perks yeah that's true um such as taking a walk at 9 p.m if you want to you know what that's so true yeah I can go for a mm. walk at 9 p.m whenever I want getting um, a dog and just taking care of that dog that's true um except you have fulfillment 
<laughs> you have fulfillment. So, <laughs> um, look, it depends. Some people have the fulfillment, and some people like fucking hate it. Like, yeah, I do, I do, but I think it came with time. Like, it's just fucking difficult sometimes. Is all I'm saying. It's not that nice and rosy where I'm at. Is all oh, I'm saying. Okay. Oh, oh, it's Honey, all Lem can do practice some gratitude today. Um, <laughs> take a leaf out of Chatfield's book. <laughs> Um, no, I, I, okay, I'm in my single era now, even though it's only been like a month since you broke up, but, um, I'm in my single era and I feel really scared of dating. And I just think, I'm not saying that, um, my most recent ex was, was like this, but like everyone else I dated before this person were just like so shitty like and I'm just like oh like being out there again and having to date people and try to trust them is really fucking horrifying and I think that I've had too much time to think in Bangalore about like dating again because I obviously was going through the breakup while I was alone just with just t- chatting to Walter about it and obviously he didn't have much to say he's a bit <laughs> introverted and he's not very helpful to be honest it's like fucking hell like miss the chatterbox gene from mum um but he <laughs> he um yeah I, I'm just kind of like let me get my thoughts straight I just feel like I'm really scared to date again. I think a huge thing is like you were saying before, Oscar, like I'm my friend yesterday said to me, cause I was like, Oh, I've kind of got a new crush on someone, a little crush, you know, crushy, crush, crush, crush. I was like, Oh, I mean, it's kind of silly. I was like, it's not even like worth thinking about. And she was like, I really feel like you have a really big issue being vulnerable. And I think that your persona online and with other people makes you seem like you actually don't give a fuck about anyone that you're dating. And I think what that does is like makes you shoot yourself in the foot with people because everyone that you date thinks you don't care about them and they're actually quite frightened of you not caring. And I think at last year I spoke about how I had three people tell me that they thought that I was emotionally unavailable like three people that I was obsessed with, like Lemonoska we're hearing about them every week. And mm. in like a space of two months, I had like three people who I had been like seeing. It was like January last year. I've been like seeing or sleeping with or like getting with or whatever or dating at one point over the part, over the five years before that, that we'd like reconnected or whatever. And they'd all had a conversation with me that was kind of like, yeah, dude, I really liked you at this point, but you – are so guarded and so nonchalant that, like, I I couldn't tell you. And there was no point talking to you about it because you would always defensively say, this is so fucking twisted of me. I would be so scared of them knowing how much I liked them that I would bring up other people that I had slept with in the past or gotten with or that, like, were mutual friends or whatever and just I think the subconscious I was trying to be like, oh, like I don't want them to think that I just that I just like them. So I would bring it up with people and then act like a really cool girl, really chill girl about it. And they would just think that I was not giving a fuck about them. So then they kind of were put into this mode of like, oh, I just see Abby when she comes to see me or if like, I see her out or whatever the situation was. Because all these people, like when I saw them, we'd have an amazing time. And then we just both like kind of without talking about it mutually disappear. And now look, if they really liked me, they could have said something, obviously. But I also understand this thing of like me not being 
entirely comfortable being vulnerable because I'm just so scared. I just don't trust men at all. I don't trust men to take care of me. I don't trust men to be, like, nice to me. Like, I don't trust them to, like, fuck. Sorry, I'm not crying. Um, I'm just, yeah, like, it's all valid it's just, fuck. It's just, I'm like, I'm like, why would I, like, tell you that I like you when you're probably going to, like, like, you, you, like, it's also, like, you're just going to lie. Like, you all just are lying about liking me. There's no way you could actually, like, that you actually like me because what your actions are saying and what I know as knowing you for so long or for so many years is that you're actually not going to be very nice to me. And even if you tell me these things, like, I'm going to be paranoid, which is so unlike me. Like, I never, I don't know what's happened. I, I like, I'm like, maybe again, because I was in like a, relationship and then like I'm going through a breakup it's probably just that that I'm thinking of all the fears that I've had over the past 25 fucking relationships or like even like flirtations but I think I'm just I was really proud of myself for um in general like having so many asshole men that I dated or like interacted with in my life and like still being able to like trust people and like being really like understanding of people and yeah being like being like really chill and being like they can do what they want and whatever they're going to do they're going to do and it doesn't actually reflect on me and you know I can still like love them and trust them and that's whatever's going to happen is going to happen and now I'm just like like I'm paranoid like I'm so paranoid and it's so fucking awful I just feel like I'm like being like I don't know like just like I don't know I feel like a car with hail damage or something it's like I feel like I'm like just being like hit like not physically hit but like I'm just like there's too many different like I've had every kind of piece of shit and like even like um I saw someone that I used to like kind of see who I haven't seen in like years and he was like oh which abusive boyfriend are you with now Ah, oh, that's a fucking comment. And he was kind of joking. Like, yeah. But, like, I was like, ha ah. um, And I was like, I'm not with anyone abusive. I'm single. And it just was like, oh, it's like a punchline. That's also kind of like what I've done to myself with this, um, my profile, like making, like, silly content about it. But it's actually, like, really, it's just awful. Like, I just don't trust anyone to, like, even if I have conversations because, like, my friend's like, well, next time you date someone, and this is so fair, next time you date someone, don't be a chill girl, don't be, and, I, and I'm not, I'm not going to be. At the end of last year, um, I had someone who I used to sleep with. Have I spoken about this? How I had someone I used to sleep with. I've spoken about him a lot in the podcast and we were talking about maybe trying to be friends because he's got a girlfriend now. And mm. I was like, I actually can't do that. Have I spoken about this? To us maybe, but I, not on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, on the podcast. I yeah. was like, I actually can't do that. And it's not because I still had feelings for him, but I was like, you've actually, like when I, when I like take, I mean, I still, I've still, I had a crush on him. Obviously I would still fuck him. Jesus Christ. Such was sex. <laughs> but like, but like, I was at a point where I didn't have feelings for anymore. I'd accepted we were never going to be together. And, like, we'd spoken about, like, times where we both kind of liked each other, but it was never, it never aligned. And we, he was one of the people that said, like, you're pretty emotionally unavailable and, like, I'm busy and it's a bit fucked. Shit's fucked. But, like, I had a conversation with him and I was like, I actually, it's just that you treated me like shit for three years. Like, I was kind of at your beck and call and I was pretending that it was fine and I was, like, seeing you whenever you felt like it and you wouldn't reply to me for, like, two or three days then we'd spend 
you know, so much time together and have the best time. And we even joke about being in like a fake, like, we're like oh, haha, a little like summer romance. Ha-ha-ha. I went along with it because I thought that maybe like part of me like thought that like one day he'd be like, oh, I, I actually want to be with you. But that actually says the opposite. It actually just makes you seem like you don't want it either. And now I had the conversation with him and he was like, I really want to be friends. And I was like, do you mean like friends or do you mean like friendly? Because if we're friends, I would say friends like call each other and have conversations. We're not just like cordial because I'm fine being cordial with you. But like, I don't know if I want to like have chats with you because I feel like when I take um, account of what you've actually done to me and to my self-worth being around you for this long and like the power imbalance that you created at the start of this dynamic, I actually just feel like shit after I see you and before I see you. And it's because of things you've done in the past. It isn't because you've got a girlfriend now. It's because like you like actually were quite shit to me and you don't even remember it. Like it's so irrelevant to you that you don't even remember it. And like I had to explain to him, I had to like recount things that he'd done. And it's like, that was so irrelevant to you. And I'm like in therapy talking about like deconstructing things you did to me. It made me feel so shit that like I had like a flow and effect onto other people of similar things. Like after an awards night one night, going home and just like crying. Cause I was like, oh, there's such a power imbalance between me and these people that are in this room because of this, because of how this person had like set up our thing. And then I was like, before that, I would never tell him that he affected me that much. But when I told him, he was like, I'm really like glad you told me. And I wish we just communicated earlier about how we, like we were both feeling because he's like, I wish I'd known that I'd hurt you. Cause I would have apologized earlier, which people can say like, he should have known like, yeah, he should have, but also like, I probably should have said something. I had like the boundaries and the self-respect and self-worth to be like, this is actually fucked and you can't do this to me. Was it hot and cold as well? Like, yeah, yeah. Well, that's. It was hot and cold, but it was also hot and cold because like we didn't live in the same, like yeah. it just, it just was like that. Like, I don't want to say anything more, but it was like, there were, there were like, there were like tangible reasons as to why it would be like that. Yeah. Um, I feel like I, I, I put too much weight on people saying to me, this is so fucking twisted because I had my ex, ex, like ex-boyfriend that I love for original listeners, um, like on and off for fucking almost 10 years. Um, because he would like, I think I've been like manipulated or conditioned to think that subconsciously value words over actions. Therefore, even though I was spending time with people, I never felt comfortable to like, be like, hey, I actually really like you and just like have a conversation because I was like, well, they haven't said it, so they, they obviously fucking hate me. Like I literally would think about this person like, I don't know if I told him this. No, I actually did. I said, you've haunted me for three years. I was like, you actually haunt me. Like you've actually like, like I often thought like you, like you wouldn't give a fuck if I like, like if I died, I don't think you'd even like care. Like that's so fuck. And it all was because of our original dynamic that he created by something that like, once we spoke about it, it was pretty fucked what he did, but he apologised and he was so different back then. He's changed so much. And I really fucking love him and care about him still. And it's like, sucks we can't be friends now, but I'm like, I actually can't have someone in my life who makes me feel like shit before and after I see them and it's only good when I see you. And, like, we can try and, like, fix that, but we can't really fix that through a friendship. Like, it's, I have to – I'm trying to, like, accept that things just aren't – working out like I have to be like I can't like try and like in the words of Missy Higgins <laughs> I can't fucking squeeze a triangle through a circle it's like I can't like 
I can't be like, oh, I'll hold on and maybe one day I'll feel good around you because when we're together, I feel really good and I really appreciate you and I love being around you. Like, you know, both were like, I love you. Like, both of us were like, I fucking love we Like, and it's really sad because this person was like really important to me in my life. And I think I was important to him. That's what he said anyway. But it's also like, hey. He doesn't show it. No, and he would say yeah. things like, you know, like you're one of the most important people in my life. And then I, then I think that I've imagined it because I'm like, I guess that wow. myself because I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I imagined you saying that. Like, I don't know if you like actually feel that way. And that's so fucked to like feel like I imagined someone saying that. I just feel like I'm such like, it's also hard. Like, and this is such a fucking stupid thing to complain about. I just want to say I'm aware that how ridiculous this sounds before I say it. But like, because, oh my God, this is so wanky. Okay, everyone literally troll me for this. <laughs> Permission to troll me. <laughs> <laughs> permission to fucking troll me because of me starting on the bachelor and all these people that I date are like actually in the industry and have an actual like talent. I'm like, Oh, you, I'm just like a reality contestant to you. Like you, like you're like, you must be so embarrassed. And that's everyone that I've dated. I'm like, you must or like slept with or seen. I'm like, you must be so embarrassed. Like that's what it is. And I just assume they'd be embarrassed to be around me. So even things like, like they, they asked me, oh, I'm just so fucked. They asked me to like go to dinner with them, like go to things with them, go to gigs with them, or like all different people, not one person, let's throw a pen. Go like hang out with them, go to their gigs. And I will regular, I'll just go, no. Cause I'm like, you're like, I'll be like, you're so embarrassed to be around me because of like how inconsistent it is and how like I go, I don't know how I'd act with you in public. I don't know what the deal is here. I'd rather just be in a house with you. Like I said to this person, I was like, you realize we've never left the house together in three years. We've only been in both of our homes. And that's kind of by design because the second time we hang out, he was like, do you want to go to dinner? And I was like, no, 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 I don't want to be seen with you. And not because I was embarrassed. No, no, I said that. Oh yeah. Okay. And it wasn't because he was embarrassed. I, I, I was embarrassed. I was just like, oh, if we get seen together, you're going to be so embarrassed that you're with me and it's going to turn into a thing so I need to just prevent that from ever happening so that I can have you in my life. Like, it's like just so, fuck, sorry. I'm like, so, I'm just like a fuck. It's very valid. Abs. I think, I don't know, like, do you want us to listen or do you, do you want us to say anything? Maybe got because, a bit more to say. Yeah. Why is my PT texting me? Said, well done this morning. Thank you, Queen. Um, But just good vent, for. Just vent. It's all valid. She, like, I just... I, it's also okay. So, the, the, what I've learned basically, I didn't mean to cry about that person, but I think it's really upsetting me because now I can't even like text him and like tell him that I miss him because it's like he's got a girlfriend, bit inappropriate, don't want to like fuck with his relationship because he's actually like really happy and I want him to be happy, but I just didn't realize how much I'd miss him when I, to- when I chose to not be his friend. And it's so weird because I can be so like vulnerable on the podcast and all my friends are so confused. They're like, what the fuck? Are you like, can Ella, you can say your emotions, you can express your emotions very well and understand them. And in therapy, I can express them. But like when I'm around these people, I just am so conditioned to be like, cool girl, I don't care. And also it's hard to be like, I'm not a fan. Because like these people that I've dated, I'm like, actually, I think I said before, not to be a cunt, but like, (laughs) I don't like putting their music. (laughs) Like I'm not like put that track on. Like, I'm like, I'm not like voting for them in the Hot 100, but I'm also like, I like their stuff and I'll go to their gigs, but I'm not like, it's like I'm a groupie, you know what I mean? I mean that's like a sexist term, but I'm, I'm, I hate using that word, but it's like, I, it, I, I just feel like, if I tell them that I like them, I feel like a fan, which is so weird. It's a weird dynamic. Again, guys, troll me for this, I understand. But yeah, I, I'm trying to like not be a cool girl because I feel like it's just really not honouring what I 
actually want. And I'm so over, like I'm 29 this year and I'm just so over dating casually. I'm just so not into it. Like I'm just so, I don't want to be nervous about getting a text on a text. And that's the thing about my last relationship that I learned because it was really, um, it was, that was the first relationship where I felt like, I think I said on the podcast where I was, it was like actually like really intimate. Like I was actually in love with someone and I was, yeah, I wasn't like worried that like they were like ignoring me for any reason. And I wasn't nervous about them like cheating on me or doing anything quick like that. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't getting neglected essentially. That, like that was one thing from the relationship that was really nice. And I'm like, I actually don't want anything casual at all. And I'm really sick of pretending to be a cool girl and being like, huh, it's fine. I don't care what you do. You can come, you can not come. Like it doesn't matter. And my therapist and I were talking about this because I was upset about something that someone did or didn't do it. It was so small and I was like really triggered by it. And it's obviously because I'm going through a breakup and I'm compounding the past 11 years of relationships since I was 18 to be like, oh, and also my childhood shit to be like, every man is going to do something bad to me. I feel really unsafe around men. Like I actually am like, I'm actually, I don't feel safe telling them how I feel because I think they're going to like use it against me or take it and almost like laugh at me, like laugh at like me being vulnerable to them and saying that I like them. But all that does is make me not honour myself and honour my emotions and makes me not be able to actually get what I want from people and then live in limbo for perpetuity and wait around. Like I waited around for three years. And and by the end it wasn't even like I was expecting anything. Like it was literally just casual sex and it was like, but it wasn't just sex. Like and I don't give a fuck how much he wants to say that it was casual sex. I don't think he would say that. But like if... If you're listening, he would never listen. But if you're listening, it wasn't. Like when we were together, it was It was like I was cleaning that cunt's fridge. You know what I mean? Um, you know what I mean? I'm like making him. Oh, I'm that's making a big, that's, that's yeah, a lot. I made him an omelette and chopped chai. I put chopped spring onion on top. That's like hectic. I think Meredith's I did a podcast about cheese. Yeah. The guy's cheese, yes. So yes. like, sorry, I'm getting all over the place. But it's, it's like. I, I think that, like, not having these conversations about not wanting something casual is just, like, fucking myself over and I have to accept that and just be a bit more brave with my emotions and just understand that it's better to get a rejection and not pretend to be a cool girl because I think, like, society with women, like, we re- there's, like a, there's, like, a collective gaslighting, particularly with, like, hetero women where it's, like, I guess women in general, actually, where it's, like, you're being crazy if you're upset about something and my therapist sorry back to this point my therapist I was upset about something and I was like I'm actually really hurt by this but it's crazy to feel that way so I need to stop feeling that way and she was like well it's not crazy to feel that way because your emotions come from your trauma and your past history and while you can say that maybe it's not rational or not logical to jump to the conclusion that person hates you because they did this one thing that they they want to wear. Like you didn't like you didn't vocalize your needs. So how were they to know? She's like, it's not it's not crazy or irrational to feel a certain way. It's like your actions after it are what can make you like, you know, be a bit unhinged. Like like calling someone five million times in a row. Like your anxious attachment, which I never do. Side note, as we've learned, I don't even talk to them and I ignore them if I see them in public. If I'm in love with them, I like, I like, I'm like kind of a cunt to them, which is so fucked. Um, like 
oh, fuck. One time someone kissed me on the lips in public and I went, what are you doing? Even though I liked them. I was like, I was like why are you embarrassing yourself? Is that the avoidant kind of attachment thing yeah, kicking queen. in? Yeah, like, queen. Love that I've got both. Um, <laughs> it's really hot for me. Fuck. Ah, it's so hard. So I've got like both angles. But so like this person upset me a little bit and it, I'm over it now. Like it was just the day after I had therapy and I was like a bit hungover and I was had my period and I was just like, I just am sad about this thing. It triggered me in a way where I was a bit upset. I don't know why I was so upset. And she was like, it's just that like you're allowed to feel emotions and what you've done your whole life is just pretend that it doesn't matter and they don't care about it with every single person you've dated and all throughout your childhood and it just compounded and then it comes out in these like big ways for you personally and your reaction is to just pretend that you don't care about it but like actually you care about it and it's reasonable to be disappointed about something. You can be disappointed about anything you want. It's actually the actions you take after it. Like are you going to self-soothe or are you going to lash out or are you going to deny the emotions? So like you're either going to like do your anxious attachment style and lash out in whatever way by calling them a million times, sexing a million times, getting really angry at them, which I oh, never do um, because I would, because my ex, if I told him how I felt, not the most recent one, the ex-boyfriend that I love, if I told him how I felt, he would go missing for two or three weeks at a time. So I was conditioned to not say how I felt oh, because I'd be punished oh in that gosh. way. Yeah, um, so fucked. Yeah, and I and it was even like because he was so avoidant that like anything I said, I I would say to him, I know I know you're going to go missing now for weeks, and I'm going to have to wait for you, but I have to say this: you upset me when you did this. And he go, I'm not, I'm not, and then he would always. I never like lash out, or I can do the avoidant thing, which is what I actually do, where I just go, well, it doesn't matter, whatever. Lol, men suck, and also his music isn't even good, <laughs> <laughs> and also he's not even talented. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Wish I could say who it was so everyone could find that as funny as I do. Um, <laughs> one time I said to someone and they were like, well, is his music good? I go, well, yeah, everyone else seems to think so, but actually, not even that talented. Um, and also this is like not a recent thing. but And then the third, the third reaction is to actually feel your feelings, which is the scariest of all, you know, because it's like feeling your feelings and communicating to that person like, hey, that upset me because of this and this is why. So my new goal going forward with crushes is to like, obviously not, well, maybe straight up, but like when it gets to a point where I feel like I have like more than just a little like flirtation crush on them is to just be like, Hey, I'm not looking for casual. If you want to, if you want to date casually, like thrilling for you, I'm not doing it because I know my history will tell me that I will allow my boundaries to be crossed and I will allow us to divulge into this weird gray area mush of a thing where I will always feel like shit and I will never be honest with myself or with you about how I'm feeling and then eventually it will fade away and then in in three years' time we'll be having a conversation because you have a girlfriend and you'll be saying, I, 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 you know, I wish you'd communicated this three years ago and then I'll have the regret for the rest of my life and I'll be playing Gwen Stefani cool. <laughs> Great song, by the way. Yeah, I know, literally. So it's like I'm just sick of being a cool girl. I'm not a cool girl anymore. I'm going to communicate my needs and I'd rather be single and work on my own self-worth piece, in the words of my therapist, love you, queen, than betray myself by pretending that I'm fine with casual shit because I'm actually not and all I'm doing is wasting my time and also kind of their time and I'm wasting STR checks. So it's like <laughs> I'm sick of getting them so regularly. Um, so, like, I'd rather just not have sex at all unless I was with someone 
like I want to like I just want I want to like date someone properly and I and I think that like part of that practice is doing exposure therapy by expressing my emotions to people who are safe if that's even possible and trying to find them but I'm also really scared of like them just getting weird with me if I if I tell them how I feel but then I think well I'd rather them kind of ghost me if that's not what they want because when someone when I like someone if they brought up like hey how are you feeling about this I could just be honest about it I it wouldn't be like a awkward conversation so if it's an awkward conversation and they're trying to like not be if they're not ready for commitment like it's nothing to do with me but before that are you validating your own emotions before you even Yes. Look for someone to validate. Yes. Oh, yes. Before that, I'm doing my inner child work. So annoying. <laughs> what do you do so for inner corny. child work? Oh, it's so corny. Um, what but will your 11-year-olds think? Yeah, or you got to talk like to your 11-year-old self. Fuck off. Schema I don't talk to therapy, her. Therapy. Yeah. <laughs> she's fucking. She's been annoying. Um, no. I, yeah. Like you got to sit there and like. It's actually really. It's actually working. But I tried to do it on a drive the other day. Hot tip: Don't do schema therapy <laughs> when you're on drive. Just for those listening who don't go to therapy or don't. I don't know what this is. Essentially what I do with my therapist is we sit there and we look at my emotion. We find the emotion in my body and I go, oh, it's in my chest and I feel like I'm going to vomit. Love it. Anxiety, anxiety. I feel disappointment. And then I have to go back to the first time that I felt disappointed that I can remember and then speak to my 11-year-old self and tell her that she's safe. Get a grip. And, and did, and, I've had and to so do, do you, that too. It's so, so cringe. So do you, say, do you actually say, like, you are safe? Do you have to... Yeah, yeah, out loud. It? It's fucked. Yeah, some but people even pat themselves as well. Like, yeah, and I gotta, yeah, and I've got to, like, ah. imagine myself or, like, if I can find a photo of myself, talk to myself. Wow. A bit embarrassing. But then I guess... <laughs> then I have to go, when did you first feel embarrassment? Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I have to go yeah. back to the start. So that's my new thing. I'm not being... New resolutions. Gratitude. Less singing on the podcast <laughs> and not being a cool girl because I'm simply not. I'm simply not. Okay. I'm not anymore. I'm not pretending. And I never was. I'm not pretending that I'm fine with dating these people who also the issue, sorry, the other issue that I have is I know because I've been like fucking them, but being friends with them for a few years. Again, this is the person that I'm not anymore, but like historically, They've been in my life in and out and because I've said that I, I set the tone, this is what else I'm learning, is that I'm actually pretty cool and fun and hot. So, like, I also have the ability to set the tone. Like, I'm equally in this as the other person is. I've kind of felt like I was, like, on their, like, bandwagon and I was along for the ride. But actually I'm equally in this and I have equal power in this as the other person. There isn't some sort of, sort of like, point system where I'm not equal to them. Thank you, Lynn, for nodding. It's really encouraging. So, yeah, I'm on my healing journey. I'm doing my silly little corny talking to my 11-year-old self. God. She's but it's working. Slay. Yeah, it is working. And also I have my beautiful friends, particularly Eloise and Alex. Love you, Chookies. Love my – shout out to my two Chooks. Um, talking, and <laughs> Kath, obviously, talking to me about this because it's like I'm just feel – I just – yeah – I got like an aggressive, t- I got like an intervention from them both. They're both like clapping at me going, you are amazing. Stop this. I'm crying about these. They don't even lose this. This is the issue, guys. So, yeah, that's my um, that's my current situation. More on this. If you want to ask me questions about it, DM me or send in voice notes. I think a lot of people will relate to because like, fuck me dead. So I, this is not just you saying that, you know, like I just have so many friends around me saying the same things, like just this one friend of mine recently when was waiting for her PR to properly start dating for like people and mm-hmm. she dated. Permanent this, residency. Yeah, sorry, yeah. permanent residency. 
she not got her it. PR agency. <laughs> <laughs> me going, me going. Why have publicists have anything to do with dating? <laughs> <laughs> no, just normal, casual, average people. Wow. She went. Sat, well, she went out with this guy. They really liked each other. Then he went to Thailand, and he kind of told her like, "I don't really want to be kind of." You know, I just want to take some distance when I'm away. And then he left. And when he came back, she really likes him. He texts her and say, says, like, do you want to meet up? And she's like, ooh, okay, great. Gets ready. And then he's just like, she texts him. She's like, okay, so I'll be there in five minutes. And he's like, oh, you know, I just woke up. So, like, was being a dick, basically. Oh. And she's like, what do you mean? Like, you, this is not the first time you, like, you've done this before. Mm. And then he tells, he tells her, like, oh... You know, I don't want anything serious. And she's like, well, then why did you reach out? And he's like, um... One of our, what is validation? Like, I, no, I reached out to tell you that I'm not going to be serious about things anymore. Like, I reached out to meet up with you to tell you that I don't want a relationship. That's fucked. See, this the, is what see, I mean. My, my, my ex-friend slash lover, um, he would text me and be like, hey, heads up. Like, I want to hang out with you, but da 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 before we'd hang out. Like that's slay from him, unfortunately. But that's, that's, it's fucked. And then, and then she has to act like, and then a part of you, because also women are taught that like any of your emotions are crazy. Anything, also anxious attachment are, are taught like you're, like anything you're feeling is crazy. But actually, like my therapist said, it isn't what you're feeling. It's like the actions after that, that can be like an issue or encroaching onto someone else's life very easily. If you're going to try and like get angry at them until they're better, like you can't, you can't like force someone to want to be with you. You can't force someone to be supportive. You can't force someone to be emotionally available. Anyway, guys, thanks um, for voting me in the actor award, Illy, so much. If I won, go us. If I didn't win, doesn't matter because no one cares. All right. <laughs> Love you. That's all. I'm not going to cry anymore. A listener production.